Can you start that over? Oh, we can't, can we? I can, yeah. Oh, no, I can't. That's okay. We'll, I, know, I know how to chop it. <laughs> All right. Hello, this is Clinton and Hillary, and welcome to Black Atlantic, uh, a weekly podcast and media channel bringing East Coast voices to the world. This week, we have the lovely guests Paul and Akeem of Queens and Kings moving out of Moncton. Our podcast is weekly with guests and topics, and you can find us anywhere online by just searching for Black Atlantic. Here we go. Uh, What's up? <laughs> it's a rough Monday. Today's a hey rough guys. Monday. Um, Welcome to the show. How are you two? Good, good. Thanks for having us. Yes, Absolutely. thank you guys for coming on. I, I'll say we've been trying to do this for a while. I'm so glad we're finally getting to chat with the two of you. Um, and I will point out that why am I in this weird lighting for people watching? We get to do this while I'm in the same time zone. For once, I am in Halifax. Um, Eastern, why Eastern time zone? Atlantic time zone, East Coast. So I'm really happy that we got to do this while I was, I feel closer to you guys by being. Yeah, still in a different city. Are you guys in Moncton today? Yeah, uh, yes. How are you, Paul? Good, good, good. Everything is good. Okay. Hillary, Halifax is going good? Halifax is going great. I'm actually going to get to meet some friends of the show tomorrow, which by the time this airs will have already happened. But Sandra Hannenbaum, hopefully, and Matthew Byard, um, hopefully, will be coming out. I'm here for By Black's Restaurant Week, and I think they're going to be actually implicating some New Brunswick Black-owned restaurants. So um, it's shaping up to be a busy, busy time, busy week. And then I'm heading back to Toronto Wednesday. Can't keep nice, me here nice, for nice. long. <laughs> nice. Well, yeah. we have Paul and Akeem from mm -hmm. King and Queen's Moving no. Company. Queen's and Queen's King. Moving Company. Queen comes first. No. I've seen your logo on cars, on Facebook, on marketing. You're thinking of chalk. three kings, and they will probably tell us all about that. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm still chalking it up to a rough Monday for me, so... <laughs> You want to ask the first question, Hillary? Absolutely, sure. Um, I, Paul, I'll start, I'll start with you just asking. I, I already know. I'll say. I'll start off by saying. I know a little bit about the story because I think by the time this will air, I will have already done a CBC feature with the two of you. And um, actually, no, I'll, I'll lie. I'll start by admitting that I accidentally embarrassed all of us in Yorkdale Mall by pretending I didn't know who these people were. Um, and being on the phone and being very, very rude and maybe scarring Akeem for life. And I'm really sorry um, that I think I'm so hot that people just approach me. So... Sorry about that. But I will say we had a lovely conversation after. Some of it will be on CBC. Glad that we get to have a more in-depth conversation here. Um, so, Paul, tell me about your upbringing. Tell me a little bit about moving to and from Moncton. And since I know a little bit about the story, I would love for you to elaborate a little bit on, like, some of the racism, if you want to, if it's not too traumatizing, um, that you, like, sort of mentioned in the conversation that I got to have with you. Okay. So I was raised in Amherst, Nova Scotia born in Moncton, New Brunswick. Um, during the time, Moncton, there's a lot of skinheads and stuff. So that's why we moved. Um, also, my grandmother had passed too, but we had moved. Just racism was bad going to the Queen Elizabeth, um, seeing my sister get jumped by skinheads. Uh, so that's a little bit of a background story. Then Amherst, went to school in PEI, personal trained, um, Medikeem working for another company. And then him and I worked together in a daycare. 
Uh, and now we, uh, we do this full time. Amazing. I'm, I'm, I know we're going to get more into that, like back and forth because I was trying to piece it all together before, but it's a really cool story. Akeem, what about you? How did you end up um, in Moncton? Um, by accident. I'm just joking. Um, no. Um, I grew up in Jamaica. When I first moved to Canada, I lived in Ottawa. And then I moved to Scarborough, Toronto. Then I guess, I mean, the upbringing was, I mean, I was too distracted in a sense. So I uh, had to find something smaller. Uh, at the time, um, I had a scholarship to go to either uh, St. Mary's or at Crandall. And I chose to stick to Moncton because it's smaller. Um, so that's what brought me here. Uh, then I graduated in sociology, worked in the child care field for about 14 plus years. Um, and like Paul said, we kind of had a lot of mutual friends. Uh, so we finally crossed path and the rest is history. That's amazing. So two stories of you guys coming together uh, over time to start this this really successful company. Um, I hear you, Akeem, how you kind of partially, maybe accidentally ended up in New Brunswick. I hear that story coming from Toronto. And Paul, I uh, wow. So this is like Moncton in like the 90s, 2000s. It's, it's horrible to hear that about your sister uh, and the treatment she got by the skinheads because everyone knows about the Moncton and Riverview skinheads from those days. Um, did that inspire you in, in any way to... Um, in your health journey, I know your, your, I know health and fitness is a super big, important part of both your lives, but like being strong and being like your family or not related. Uh, yes and no. I mean, it's nice to see a lot has changed, but also at the same time, a lot hasn't changed too. I mean, right. From three Kings to Queens and Kings, a lot has changed since the skinhead days, but also too, not really. It's more veiled and more, uh, business-like right now, <laughs> the, the systematic, right. uh, oppression, Wow. Yeah, you're right about that. Um, what is your overall take on life in the Maritimes? Like both of you, like just a couple of minutes each, like how it was, how it is. I know for newcomers who come here, they're so excited about all the potential and, and opportunity. And, and it is here. But for those of us who have been here longer, uh, it's hard not to talk about some of the jaded history New Brunswick has, right? What's your overall take on life in the Maritimes? We'll start with Akeem. I mean, mind, mind. It's 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 nothing I haven't gone through. Like again, I I moved out when I was fourteen years old. Not because I got kicked out, but because I I've always been independent. Um, so I took care of my siblings. I did what I could. Right. So the whole switch was it wasn't too hard because I'm always independent. So I didn't really like the big crowd so i actually thought that as small as moncton is uh worked out perfectly because i had the opportunity to kind of get myself together and you know kind of focus on me so again i mean we've all had that terrible you know racist story and i could go on and on about that um but again that's not why I kind of live my life, right, to kind of feel sorry for myself, uh, just to, you know, 
what have I learned from that? And again, it's life in Maritimes has been different. It's been different. I have a beautiful family, um, you know, and I wouldn't have had that if I didn't make that big change, right? So I'm very grateful. You know, very close friends. It's been good. It's been a good journey. Amazing. Paul, what about you? What do you think of your your time time in the Maritimes? And as well, I mean, if you want to speak to, like, I was going to, I was actually going to ask, you've both chosen to stay and have families there. So clearly it's not, you're not running for, for the hills away from, you know, the no. overbearing white community <laughs> of, of Moncton. You know what? Um, a lot, and I guess this is from like the personal training aspect. You kind of always have to head towards the fire, right? If you don't head toward the fire, you run away from it, then you'll start suppressing it with other things that you probably shouldn't. So I, I was really never one to run away from a fight uh, at the end of the day. Uh, definitely a very emotional roller coaster at times being here. Because um, I know I'm sure you guys, you know, walk through the mall five years ago, 10 years ago. There could be an offside comment said to you or someone wants to touch your hair, um, you know. So it's, it's just all, it's just always there. You know, racism was here long before I was here. And it will still be long before after here. If I get caught up into it, not so much anymore. I don't try to. Uh, I try to surround myself around, you know, people don't really, like, the conversation will typically come up because we're black, right? Like, if we were all hanging out, it will come up, right? There's no way it doesn't come up, right? And there's this, like, how do you not have raised? Well, you know, it's hard not to discuss it when it's kind of always around. So, I mean, yes, very hard times. But at the end of the day, Moncton has changed. For sure and you are the people you hang around with right so and again like any given night you could probably go out downtown some something offside is going to happen um especially if you know you're loud or or, or, or whatever so there's there's always a possibility and i and i don't even think that's just here i think that could be everywhere but in a bigger city like when i go to ontario i know that the comments i would get there aren't going to be the comments i'd get here just because that just wouldn't fly there. Same if you go to Halifax. You go to Halifax, what happens here wouldn't fly there. This, it just wouldn't. Uh, and I think people are, I don't know, you can kind of feel that energy, right? You can kind of feel that energy because typically, you know, uh, in Moncton, there's not a big crowd of us. So, uh, and again, when I say us, I mean like minorities, right? Unless, like, there's not a big crowd of us typically going going to places. So, but again, very emotional at times, for sure. Um, sad, I guess, as well. Just just, but I, again, I'm very happy here. I'm happy my family's here. Um, and there's a lot of, there's more positive than there is negative, right? Um, you just kind of smile through the bullshit. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you're right that when uh, groups like us get together, that it's inevitable that something to do with racism is probably going to come up. And it's not that we want to focus on it. I think we all just want to live here in Canada and go about our day-to-day -day lives and feel like we belong. But then when racism happens, it's kind of like this reminder that not everyone feels that you belong or that you belong here. Like it kind of points out that you're different noticeably. And that's one of the big problems with it. But it definitely got, it's getting better and I hope it's going to continue to get better for other generations. But um, during the pandemic, that's when you two decided to start your moving company, right? And I remember those days, even though three years ago seems like, is it two years, three years ago for you guys? 
It seems yeah, like a lifetime ago. Yeah. Quick first year of COVID. Yeah. Okay. Things are going really great for you. I'm not going to tell your story. Uh, and then you came across some some serious drama uh, and you rose out of that and things got even better, right? Definitely. What inspired you to start the moving company and then what sets you apart from yourself and other moving companies and anything you want to talk about? Go ahead with it. Hillary, did you want to say something first? I yeah. just want to caveat, like, because I know the, like, intensity of this story. I would love it if you guys could go back to, like, the how you guys met the daycare like there are there this is an onion of a story there are layers and so i'm like gonna pull out the popcorn buckle it and ready i want i would love it if you could tell everyone because it, it seemed to me hearing it live in person so many things had to happen in like almost like a cosmic way to get to where you are now mm. and so i think it's super worthwhile hearing in a more in a, in a verbose lengthy version whoever wants okay, to forget my precursors yeah tell, tell us yeah. your story in any way you want to let it be known yeah. i'm all ears i'll let i'll let paul kind of touch upon the details because again i like like he said while everything's going on i'm just looking straight ahead just working so paul knows all the details i'll jump <laughs> in so um a little background i've always done work for moving companies before uh, with my uncle as a kid uh, running. He had the whole garbage service uh, back in my hometown. So I was driving garbage trucks at like the age of 12. So like it was, it, it was almost like second nature. Um, I come from a long line of entrepreneurs. Uh, my mom runs her own business, all my uncles, my aunts, uh, my sisters. So again, a little background from what I grew up with, moved to Moncton, second time here before I was doing car sales at one point came back again um and this time i was personal training so i was personal training i uh, worked at several different clubs akeem at the time would have probably just been finishing up at crandall um funny story actually is i seen akeem watching a crandall game and he was there spectating too and we had some of the same friends but he was on the court doing something that was the first time i actually seen him um Cause I ended up going out and someone had mentioned, yeah, that's a, that's a king. That's my, that's my other buddy who I worked with. So we had a lot of mutual friends. And then after that personal training, personal training, and then worked for several clubs. And at one point I was working at a place called fit camp 90 and I met a working with this other moving company and we just ended up talking. I so quite a moving company though. I'd call it a moving yeah. guy. Okay, the moving moving guy, moving company. Um, and we just, we met there. And then from there, um, I needed help running this daycare at Fit Camp 90. So uh, Issa Sek, who, who runs that, um, still runs it to this day. He had hired me as a personal trainer. And then at the time, he basically, I don't know if he manifested the daycare, because the daycare wasn't there before I went there. So we get a daycare and it was myself, Akeem and Issa um, running this daycare. I don't think there was ever a daycare ran by three black males. We didn't have any, um, there was no female staff there 24 seven, but it was great. Uh, we had bouncy castles, uh, the whole <laughs> night. Uh, we'd do boxing, wrestling, the, like uh, track, anything sports wise we would do with the kids. So I hired him from the moving company that caused a lot of heat at one point between, as Akeem said, the moving guy, because um, he said I couldn't hire 
uh, his, his employees. Um, but we both had different jobs at the time, so it was really weird. So then from there, Akeem came and worked and ran the daycare. We both ran a daycare together and did personal training. Um, and uh, at that point, we actually still worked for that same guy, too, from time to time. Um, and I guess that is how that came to be. And then everything kept closing. He was still – you were in school at the time, right, Akeem? You were oh, at yeah, yeah. school and I was personal training. And uh, schools kept closing during the pandemic. Gyms kept closing during the pandemic. And during March break, we decided to put a post out for Three King Movers. And Three King Movers was initially, uh, the name was created uh, myself, my partner, Akeem, and Kingston, right? So Kingston, Three Kings, right? He was hoping to be the third one day. So three king movers was the first initial name we didn't even really have a name though because before we actually put the post out me and akeem did a move for this other family so this other family tell the listeners tell the listeners What's who that? kingston tell the listeners who kingston is kingston's my son yeah so that's a beautiful yeah so that's the three yeah, kings so kingston's my son generation right? hand me down legacy yeah right so kingston's my son and uh and yeah, so that's where that name came from. And then we actually did a move prior to it. So a family got left high and dry. Long story short, Akeem called me. We ended up moving them. They wanted to bash this moving guy. Akeem's like, no, no, no. And then we realized that we could probably do a better job than that. So we made it. We didn't even have a page. So then we finally made a page on Mar our March break, put out a post and we were doing moving part-time for a bit, and then we both just said, hey, like, I, well, I remember saying to Akeem, I was like, look, Akeem, I was like, you're doing school. I was doing personal training. Uh, for what I know from being an entrepreneur and some of the books I read, if you chase two rabbits, you catch none. I said, we're doing part this, part this. We got to either be all in or all out. So we went all in, and um, we never looked back. So that was like, I think that was like maybe two or three months and like we just never looked back and then shit hit the fan and when shit hit the fan and it stuck we just kept going through it and uh then the community came through it with us and by the i don't know by by the end of the story it was just, it was a really good story and just you know and there's still there's still a lot of talk about it there really is more than i like we have a lot of repeat customers that still use us um still remember the story uh and I, I believe something will always probably uh, happen because the guy still does move and like we are still around. So we're going to cross paths eventually. I never actually even seen the guy that registered the name. So yeah, long story short, buddy registered three King movers um, messaged me that he owned me. Obviously I didn't like that. How do you own somebody? And I'm thinking of my son too, right? How do you own Kingston? Like, <laughs> Pope put the logos on his truck. Um, Jessica, who does our billing and everything, she was dealing with a lot of emails, um, looking into stuff, being like, no, like we have so many days to do all this. Uh, I believe even we had some we had some help from outside people too, letting us know. And then we had the community support. And yeah, so like a lot, a lot had happened. 
don't know if there's anything else I might have missed, the king that you want to touch on. The most important part was when they, so the competitors, I guess, uh, you'd like to uh, say, uh, tried to <clears throat> kind of turn us against each other in a sense, where it's like he posted the story about your charges, and that's when you went kind of, you know, full out here, you know, this is me. People know who I am, you know. Um, so that was posted. And then, again, between you and myself, we know a lot of pe people. So that was posted on Moncton's hit or miss. And I guess the owner of that group uh, said, no, that can't fly. So they took it down. Um, and, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I actually yeah. thought that was, was an important part uh, because, again, how are you going to, you know, dig so deep into someone that you don't know and dig up, you know, their past and try to use that against them? <laughs> no, 100%. Yeah, so that was a big part, too. So I had charges. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't, um, I wasn't charged. They were just pending charges. Um, fully took responsibility of everything I was. I did go through a rough patch. I did change my life around this. This charge was dragging on. I disclosed it to most of my personal training clients, which I didn't have to. Um, Issa knew. East, that's why Issa hired me, I believe, because I told him my first interview, like, hey, I'm going through this. This is what happened. Um, and then even the other moving guy, he knew. And I believe he shared it with the other guy. And then they posted the charges. And uh, again, like Akeem said, a lot of people kind of did know who we were. Um, I mean, when I worked at Good Life, I remembered so many people's names uh, still to this day. Even when I sold cars, people... Uh, remember me from selling cars, uh, and Akeem was in with so, with so many kids, so many we college, and, and being in Moncton. Every, you guys both had your fair time in Moncton. Moncton's very yeah, small, right? Specific groups, right? There's the basketball community. There's the you know volleyball. You know what I mean? So yeah, <clears throat> and so, I mean, but, oh, go ahead. No, no, Paul, you go ahead. And I mean. To be fair, when we're out, I mean, I'm 6'2", Akeem's 5'11". Um, and a half. And a half. And, and, a, and a half. And a half. Let's throw that out there. Um, but you, you see us typically, and we have big personalities, you know what I mean? And and there's not times when if Akeem recognizes a kid he helped at Fit Camp or Wee College or is at his school, you know, he's going to talk to them and ask them how they are, you know what I mean? And same with me. So... At the end of the day, if we're at Costco, we're like we're humans at the end of the day, right? Too. So we have in these interactions uh, with people that, you know, are life lasting mm -hmm. acquaintances, friends, or whatever it may be. So again, it's Moncton is very small, right? The commute isn't like Halifax or Ontario. You can drive across town at seven or six forty-five in the morning, make from Dieppe to the other side, or it's rush hour, twenty minutes, thirty minutes at at most. So, Moncton's very, very small. So it's we're we're, 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 we're around. Mm -hmm. So to summarize, since I know the story for anyone who was like trying to follow all the layers of the onion, you sort of didn't really know each other before both working with the moving guy. No. Then Akeem gets hired by Paul to help turn 
a, a gym into a daycare during the pandemic. Then COVID happens and nothing's really open. This <coughs> family moves from New Brunswick to Ontario, gets left high and dry by the moving guy, and you both rescue, save the day, and decide, hey, we're good at this. Let's do, I'm going to quote you on what you said. Let's do the opposite of what the moving guy has always does as a business model and be super successful. And then another person completely not involved in the story who's a complete moving competitor. Wait, I already screwed up the story. Moving guy is the one who's also trying to throw out Paul's charges and pit you against each other. Random other competitor is the one who steals the logo, steals the name, and the community is like, hold up we trust these guys and i believe you also told me um when we met in person that he was going to friends to print the logos and you were being told by people in your lives that someone was doing this behind your back on top of being told that he owns you and all of these things so like stupid move upon stupid move yeah yeah so that was that was a really dumb move so one of my one of my one of my high school friends, he literally went and boasted and said how he was working with us and blah, blah, blah. And then my buddy called me and he's like, are you working with? And I was like, I never met the guy. I'm like, I'm sure you've seen that. He's like, yeah. He's like, that's crazy. And then the same week or the week after, a guy used to detail cars when um, I was selling cars. He he has a business of doing logos on um on uh on vehicles and car wraps and he was just like he's like dude he's like this guy's here trying to print your logo he's like are you in business with him and i was like no he's like well i'm definitely not doing it and i was like thanks man i was like i, was like, I appreciate it i was like well you're a businessman like so go go make your money i go but we actually own the logo i was like i was like jessica did actually send the do the do the proper thing to, to own the copyrights and that's just you just have to actually mail the logo to yourself for anyone that doesn't know that that's all you have to do for um, to own a logo, so you have to actually send it to yourself um, to own the copyrights. And again, same with registering a business. You know, at the end of the day, you got, we didn't register the business. We should have. Why didn't we? Well, most people wouldn't actually try to go. Most people wouldn't. But being an entrepreneur is a cutthroat industry. But I'm just saying for anyone listening out there, if you have a business, just register it. Save the hassle. Um, and again, this probably... Something else probably would have happened, but again, we didn't register the business name. We didn't think someone would try to register it, and, and they did. And like I said, you have the you have the messages of what of, of what they said, and they were trying to get all of our information. They're like, "We need your Facebook." Like they said to Jessica, "You need to send us your Facebook login." Well, well, like they wanted us to like we're not like are you the nuts? Lawyer, the, the lawyer talking to her on Facebook. The lawyer. Yeah. Yeah, lawyer talking oh, to her on Facebook. Yeah, yeah I saw was, that was, too. It, it, what, well, at the end of it, what actually, what actually really makes the story at the end of it, all of his coworkers were telling us everything he was doing, and then how he never played any, paid any of them, and like was this, just put it all out there, and it's been on hit or miss Moncton a few times, um, and even still, just last week, just last week, week, someone posted who the moving company is. They said his new name. And he said, this is the guy that stole three King movers and they are now Queens and Kings. I would go with them. I would stay very far away from this company. Insert 
their name. I know their name. I just, at the end of the day, I'm not here to bash somebody. Exactly. They also everyone, change and everyone should actually do their own research. There's a lot of fly-by-night companies, right? Yeah. So I, I want yeah. you to actually do, because for anyone that doesn't know, moving companies, there's like 80 new ones all the time. People holding people's stuff. People will just become a moving company and take your stuff just to make money and they're not yeah. legit. But like you should actually really do your research. It happens a lot to people in Ontario um, and in bigger cities. Like Halifax, there's a lot of moving companies there too. Moncton's very small. Again, it's very hard to get away with something like that. Yeah. Wow. Yo, I didn't know that at all. Craziest story. <laughs> yeah. So what I remember from those days, so this happened in September of 2021. And uh, yeah, um, I heard about this because my partner is, is really good friends with your partner, Paul. And uh, yeah, it, it kind of, this kind of set the internet all ablaze for a few days, like in Moncton, right? This was on hit or miss. And uh, I know that there was, you know, um, the guy had stolen your name. He, he'd been bullying you before he did that. He'd been making sly comments here and there on different websites and stuff like that. And then it became this huge situation on hit or miss. And you never know what's going to happen when a post gets posted there. But you guys actually had an outpouring of support from friends and family, of course, but also strangers. And I thought it was really amazing because it may or may not have happened. But I try to imagine in like a pre george floyd type era where something like this happens and uh you don't necessarily get the wave of support that you did you know um like people maybe calling race cards or calling you bad businessmen or just finding a way to shame and, and and blame you for what this other guy did to your company but um actually he was the one in the end who got like he was getting harassed his company was getting tons of one-star ratings he was uh he basically got shamed out of business his employees started to come out of the woodwork like you said and say all these bad things about him and um yeah people flocked to your to your aid and support i know you had also don't get me wrong i know you both had built up an incredible reputation to begin with before this all happened but the way it unfolded i i know from like us owning a company like in 2015 or 2018 when someone would like do something horrible to us or or, or exaggerate or make up some story about something that happened in our business it would be this mob mentality where everyone would be like messaging us the most horrible things. We would get like private racist messages saying like, we should shut them down. Where are they from? They should, they, they should leave this country. They should get kicked out of Moncton, all kinds of nonsense. And uh, the kind of support you guys got was amazing. And, and I just think it's, I don't know. I don't, I just think that's all really crazy. Um, what is it like for you now? Like this years later like how how is it all going can i also ask a, a segue question into that because this is yeah. why you switched to queens and kings because you didn't end up retaking three king moving back so if you want to share that story and then lead into what things are like now with that new name um yeah whoever would Which, like whoever to wants to go yeah yeah <laughs> akeem you want to take this one yeah i think so um i guess uh i actually don't remember what the text looked like. Um, like Paul said, I literally stay clear of that. I try to focus on, you know, the task at hand, but I, I, I do remember uh, that the, the person or that, that moving company that did register the name and was getting all this heat and this hate from the community uh, at the end of it, uh, 
he got so sickened by everything that's been happening, he tried to to uh, return the name in a sense. So he's like, I don't, I don't, I don't want it anymore. Um, you guys can have the name back, right? At, at that, at that, at that time, we were in the midst of transitioning, and we we're still trying to figure it out. So like, while that three king movers thing had happened, um, we didn't really think too much of it. We were we were just working away, um, and in the uh, in the in the in the transition of changing the name. But yeah, so he tried to return the name <laughs> after all that was happening. And uh, the Queens and Kings kind of st stuck with us, you know, uh, just to kind of touch upon that. Uh, Queens and Kings, Paul and myself, uh, we were raised by really, really single, strong black women. Um, uh, we both have, you know, strong partners in our corner. Um, and again, without the woman by our side, uh, none of this would have been possible. So we tried to reward them with, you know, having the Queens in front of the Kings, um, just because, you know, with all the great Kings, there is a superior Queen, right? So um, that's why we kind of chose that name. Probably want to touch on that. Yeah, so just to touch back on it too. So no, the company was called No Stress Movers. And he actually stole that name from someone in the States and we got a message from them and he was happy that they were going through that. So he stole no stress moving from a company in the States with the same coloring and lettering. Okay. So, so he already, he already done stole every it from dog him. has his day. Eh? Wow. Right. So, yeah. So I, I just, that just kind of flashed back to me. Yeah. And then, um, and then Queens and Kings, 100%. Uh, me and the King were both raised by our moms. Um, you know, we wouldn't be here without women, right? You know what I mean? At the end of the day. And uh, and my daughter, actually, Queen is in her middle name. So I still have a, a piece of that. I have them both in there now because my daughter actually wasn't uh, in the picture when the first one came. So my daughter's name is, her middle name does have queen in it so it's kind of nice uh to hone that in as well for myself um so yeah just to touch on what akeem said that's basically what happened um in a nutshell to yeah to in some ways maybe this name i don't want to judge because i know the original name was really important to you but in some ways maybe this name is better you know you've been you've been able to include more of the supports in your lives and pay honor to to not just the you know, the three men you are with you and Hakeem Paul and your son, but uh, the woman and the whole family kind of thing as well. Do you like the new name better? Yeah, no, I definitely do, definitely do. And I mean, uh, for really, really, can we're really trying to build a culture, right? So we want to make sure everyone is accepted at the end of the That's day. I mean. like you want to be a queen or a king or queen and king, cool, king and yeah. queen, cool, however you want to say it. Right. Um, everyone's accepted and trying to build that culture of, you know, what what is this new generation going to be like? Who do you want to stand for? What do you not want to stand for? Because back in the day, we might not have had the support. But you know what? We're 2023 and, and, and we have the support. And, uh, and it was nice seeing how Moncton was 
previous and to where they are now. And, you know, it, it does sometimes feel really shitty because I feel like it's like a pity. Let's, I'm like, we, we have customers be like, Hey, no, we want to go with you guys. Like, we'll wait. Like, it's like, Hey, like, don't wait. We're busy. Totally understand if you go with another company. And that's why we try to work with other companies too to pass off jobs because like, but we have some people that will actually just like wait to do business with them. But we do provide, I will say we do provide a service of above and beyond. Like we have a move coming up on the 28th. We're packing, we're moving. And um, the other person who was in here, Jessica, Jessica's going to be driving the senior to the spot. I don't know what companies do that. Right. She doesn't have a way to get there. She wants to line up a cab and we're taking her. So it's just it's not just the moving. It's it's personal. And we don't want to forget about them. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that's the culture we want to create. No, and, and, and that's how moving companies should be. We shouldn't be just trying to. It's, yes, we have to get money. paid. But we also are here to provide a service um, and a great one at that. And. You know, we want to make sure you don't have those bad stories of your stuff not getting unloaded, the price getting jacked up three times the amount. Um, you know, just there's just a lot of there's just a, there's a lot of with every business, with every business, there's a bad model, and then with every business, there's a good model, right? And where we're at, I guess at at the time, there's only I want to say there's only like three or four really good ones like around us. For the most part um and you know we watch them if anything we watch what the good companies are doing and we try to embrace it and and do it too because everything's just regurgitated information and it's at your fingertips and you know everyone can do it and be a good human but you know at the end of the day you don't always have good humans so we try to create that culture with queens and kings moving and and again we go above and beyond it's not just the moving service that we do uh there's tons of other things that we do as well and always try to give back when we can and keep pushing forward when this stuff happens. But again, there is some things that do happen that, that are out of our control that we don't, because people will wait for us and we don't like people to wait just to book with us. Like you should get a service. There's another service to get. And I hope that it accommodates your time and date uh, because we fill up fairly quick, especially through the end of the month. That's a good problem to have, Paul. I got, like, I got to be honest. As, as far as problems go for companies, um, feeling bad about having people waiting to to accept your services—that's um, a good company problem to have. Uh, but again, too, we will we we will co coach them on that. We're like, hey, we're busy, but I'll call this person, or here's an alternative, yeah. right? So it's not like we don't try to find other alternatives. But again, if they want our service, I I, I understand. I understand, and a lot of them have bad have had bad services in the past. There's some people we've already moved four times, right? Some people just move a lot. Some people just move a lot. And oh. the, yeah, like there's people we've already moved. I know I can think of like Isn't four right now that we've already renters. moved four times. Yeah, renters. renters oh yeah, yeah, or for sure. People, yeah, re yeah, renters, students. Um, of course. Yeah. We're moving people back to Ontario now. Ontario. I was gonna ask about that. That's something I forgot about. That's what I wanted to ask about. So, um, Okay, I've got a, a couple of questions lined up. Uh, I wanted to ask about some of the challenges and obstacles you faced. Was it like, you know, running a business? Have th things been the past few years? But I, it sounds like overall they've been pretty steady. You've had to, you know, logistics, maybe employees and dealing with the demand. But um, I want to ask you something about 
if people are exodusing out of New Brunswick now after the pandemic. But just quick, Akeem, did you say that during that whole time that stuff was happening in 2021, y'all weren't even really thinking about it? Like it wasn't even really phasing you? It wasn't affecting you? You were just focused on the business and that's it? And you were, all the drama was just no, kind of no. happening in the background? No, no, no. Uh, it, I mean, again, I, I, so the way my mind works is I'm just trying to get what we were doing done. And then once I got home, I kind of read through it, but I don't respond, right? So yes, to answer your question, it was in my mind. I just didn't pay it. Okay, in I was going to say, wow. <laughs> no, no, no. That's how you got through it. I wouldn't have been able to ignore it. Yeah, because that was a lot going but, on. But but again, though, I mean, again, it just it just goes back to the past, right? Um, that doesn't define me. Um of course. And at the same time, like my mom always reminded me, it's like, uh, just make sure that you're taking in um, because all people are looking for is to be, is to label you as an angry black man. That's, that's all they're trying to, you know what I mean? Like, and it's, it, it has happened over and over again, but you know, over time know. you just, learn how to kind of cope with that and you know turn into something different well that's what i mean seven years ago yeah you guys may have everyone may have taken the bad things the other company was saying about you at face value without like yeah and even people who supported you may have been afraid to speak up online and come out of the woodwork and and come to your aid for fear of themselves being mobbed on um but yeah so are a lot of are you seeing a big increase in people who have came to New Brunswick in the past two, three years and were like, nope, uh-uh, nope, go on, like I'm leaving? Uh, Akeem, well, grass isn't always green on the other side. Um, and it really isn't because if you don't do your research here, things are going to be the exact same if you don't change your own habits. So if you don't know how to adapt the East Coast lifestyle, and it's a lifestyle, right? Down here is more relaxed, kick back. Um, again, you still have your idiots who drive like maniacs out there, but it's very laid back here. Um, so for some people coming here, they didn't seem to fit in. And there's always people in the group that say, hey, I'm here, here, just don't know how to fit in. And no, they're not doing the research. They're not getting their, their child into um, a program. So now, now a parent has to stay back and watch your child. One parent gets to work and they can't really mingle. They don't know a babysitter or they're not sure. Um, and I mean, during the pandemic, uh, let's face it, there's all these new fears that came out. People were living in fear of what was real and what wasn't. You know, the Black Lives Matter, the Black Lives Matter movement was going on and it was heavy. Um, everyone was on social media. Yep. TikTok was blowing up. Everyone was being distracted by a number of things. So yeah. with that being said, it was like, there was a lot going on. So when people come here, you know, and again, we weren't even allowed. It was like, you had the, like, remember the point where you had the vaccine, but you weren't allowed having people at your house, but you could go to a restaurant to eat if they had the vaccine. Like, so there's a lot of things going on there. And it's like, if you're a newcomer, who are you going to go out with? Right, and that's just not good for our mental health. Humans need interaction. Not everyone can just jump on a jump on screen and talk to people, or you know, um, 
be vulnerable at any time. People were confined to their space. So I think that had a big effect on people moving and transitioning during during the pandemic. And a lot of people with health problems, being out, there's just a lot of things going on. So when people are moving back now, it doesn't really surprise me. Um, but some people, uh, I know a handful of people who we moved. And again, when we move people, we let them know, hey, if you go into a shop and there's no price tags on it, go the other way. They will look at your license plate and see if it's Ontario. They will jack the price up. Like you have to do your research before you come down here. Like there's certain areas I would tell people like, Hey, it's not going to be the best. If you go, if you go live, if you get a house in the middle of, you know, Shediac where someone lived for 20 years, it might not be the best bet. If you don't, if you, you know, if you, if you don't know the history of moving into that that area, not that you can't do it, but you might think twice. Maybe being on the outskirt first would be better than being close to the water because everyone wants to be on the water, but sometimes it's not ideal. And there's just certain areas that I would go to if I were some people or do research, but people just don't. They're just like, oh, East Coast, they don't care about anything. I would come down here. It's just like, ah, it's easier. And, it, and not everyone's welcoming. Not everyone's welcoming. That's that's a big thing that we've discussed before. The idea that like it was a big thing in Manju Varma's report on systemic racism that the East Coast is perceived as welcoming, but then a lot of people aren't. I forget who it was, but I think it was on our podcast that someone said that people think that Ontario isn't welcoming, but the Maritimes are almost welcoming to a point of like nosiness and trying to get into your business. And it's actually not necessarily out of just like kindness and so i do think that people see the maritimes as just this like holly jolly beautiful place where everyone's your friend and like as i've done a bunch of research on kkk still prominent like it's not all green grass and roses and we've all experienced racism but i do find it very interesting to see how the market has fluctuated trying to take um advantage of the the cost and then figuring out how to balance the like lifestyle portion once they've made that choice. Um, and Kim, did you want to add anything too before I ask my next question? Uh, no. Good, perfect. Um, I was curious because I know that obviously you've both talked about being being parents and having families and all this stuff. Like, how are you? I wanted to ask this for CBC too. How are you balancing all of this? Like, you guys seem to just be doing so much. I'm curious how you're balancing, you know, all of these responsibilities and being successful and navigating everything you know lately uh, i'll start off i guess uh it i guess it 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 it's gotten better over the years because we're a little bit more established so it's easier to kind of you know put into the schedule that you know these days are my days because i want to do something with with the family um i know before when we actually first started out um, we were running around with a chicken, with our, with our, uh, like a, like a chicken with a head, you know, sorry. Um, because again, we were trying to figure out what's working, what doesn't work and, you know, try to accommodate and move and, you know, and again, it was busier then. Now it's a little bit easier because, uh, we're a little bit more established and they find that balance. I still have to sometimes because um, I know all I do is work um, so I'm still getting better at that 
Um, but yeah, that's again, it's it's better now so we can find a time to actually uh, put in family. Awesome, Paul. What about you? How are you figuring out this work life balance? Because I'll be honest, I I super don't have it figured out yet either. So, <laughs> how's it working out for you? You know what? Um, during the pandemic, I would say I got a lot more grounded. Um, did, did some therapy. I was doing Bible study at the time too. But typically as myself or as myself, I know I hold a lot of stuff in and then I typically explode. My explosions are just getting better, right? My explosions just aren't as big. Um, life's always going to happen. Um, and we just, and with health and fitness and everything, like you really have to have your mind right at times. Um, my partner, Jessica, she's, she's great with the kids. Uh, the house is busy, um, billing, uh, and everything that she does. So I have the support, um, very strong support at home. So when I'm out working, I know, you know, my family's safe, they're taken care of. So like, that's, that's, you know, that's, that's half, the, that's half of it itself. But for the work wise and stuff at the end of the day, um, you know, don't take life too serious, have some fun. Um, and I got kids, right? So I don't want to embarrass my kids. So when all that stuff was going on and I didn't want to be the, like Akeem said, the angry black man, um, cause people want, want, want to see that. Right. So we got to kind of persevere, hold our head up stronger, but like, you know what, did I not go down a back alley and cry hundred percent? Did I not sit in the steering wheel and scream fuck as loud as I could, like as loud as I could 40 times? hundred percent. I'm human. That's not me going and smashing someone's face or drinking myself till I'm obligated till I numb the pain or doing drugs. Cause I've done that path too. Right. So my path now is my coping skills are better. I still explore, um, still get taken advantage of in certain situations. And, uh, all I do is try to get better and take more accountability. So with the business and everything, I always say, look, if we didn't create this business, we wouldn't have created this problem. We have to deal with the problem. Um, we have to have more solutions, you know, less problems. And even the guys, we always try to make sure, you know, when they come, we help them do whatever they do. So there's one guy who's going back and he's finishing his school. There's another guy, he was going, he started his own business. So I love to see them come and go build something for themselves because I think everyone does have that entrepreneurship in them. Just someone hasn't guided them to go, 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 go build that career. So everyone that we, that we work with, um, we never had bad terms with anybody. Even there was, there was some close calls where there could have been some fights. I'm going to be serious. There was some close calls where there could have been some fights. Um, and you know what? We always seem to find ways where we would, you know, we'd be okay regardless. Cause again, this is our community and, uh, you know, we want to treat people how, how uh, they treat us and and we try to treat them the best way we can. And uh, again, we're here to stay. We're here, we're here to stay for now. I don't know what's going to, what's the five or 10 year, 10 year plan. Um, I'd like to travel the world. That's the end of, that's my end goal. Um, but again, for now we're, we're, we're here and things are going, things are going well, but for coping wise, when shit hits the fan, you know, the fucks come out. <laughs> yeah, that was a great answer. And I, uh, Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. We were going to ask about a five, 10 year plan of future, but we'll, we'll skip over that. Uh, I want to say that's, yeah, you know, it's a big thing for, for us men to admit, admit any sort of vulnerability uh, or pain at all. And especially 
for black men, which is a, a topic that Hillary and I are, are going to be exploring in the near future. So yeah, thanks for being so open like that and sharing that. Um, we're going to ask the last question before we wrap up here. We always try to keep these things definitely like under an hour. Um, so just finally, Hakeem and Paul, like you've talked a lot about entrepreneurship and running your own business, work-life balance, figuring it all out, going through the learning curves. Uh, do you have any advice that you'd give to aspiring like entrepreneurs um, who want to get out and get started for themselves, uh, especially those from underrepresented communities, but just for anyone at all, like final thoughts? Sorry, Hakeem, do you want to start? Sorry, man. Yeah, we gotta. We usually only interview one person at a time. That's our bad. Yeah, Hakeem. Yeah. You could. I have to process this one. So. Okay, Paul. I'll let the public speaker go. No, no, no. Um, you know what? I would tell anybody at the end of the day. Um, you have to have a per find your purpose first, whatever that may be. Um, you have to love what you're doing to an extent, right? You don't have to love all aspects of it, but you got to love a certain component. Um, myself and Akeem, we love making sure customers are happy. I like, I like making sure it's a good job, well done, regardless of whatever I'm doing, from selling shoes, selling cars, personal training. I make it very personal. Um, but I really tell someone, you know, and then make a smart, a smart goal, right? It has to be specific. You have to have detailed time. You have to, you have to really plan it out and take, take the actions and uh, don't put yourself around people that uh, don't believe in you. Um, you have to have, you have to have people that believe in you. If they don't believe in you or if they think your ideas are crazy, I tell like kick rocks, get lost. You only have one life, right? You have the day you're born and the day you die and you have that dash that's very small that we all have. And that's all the people you affected. So do something with your time because you don't want to be 70 years old. And again, I've trained people who are 70 or 90 and they wish they wish they did something more. So work hard and dream big and don't look back and roll till the fucking wheels fall off. Solid advice. Whoa. Is that a hard act to follow? <laughs> Akeem, Akeem. No, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Uh, any thoughts? Any life lessons? Any advice? I I guess uh, be be adventurous. Um, and what I mean by that is, again, I've always been in the childcare field. Um, I'm a huge sport fanatic, so I sleep, breathe, eat sports. Right. Uh, that's that's all I know. Um, I know, I know when my son was born, I was probably the most scared guy in the world just because I thought I'd fail. Um, but I seem like I'm doing a good job, um, you know, and I thought I had it down uh, because I work with kids. Uh, so I thought it was going to be easy, but that's never the case. Um, so, uh, you know, I kind of, took a leap of faith and, you know, when Paul decided to be like, you know what, you, you chase two rabbits uh, and, you know, you, you won't catch it. Um, so it's like, you know what, I know I'm good at the childcare field. Uh, I know I could always go back there. That's, you know, that's my backup, backup plan. So I took a leap of faith. Uh, you know, I trusted in my guy um, and, you know, we never looked back. So again, be adventurous. Explore, you know what I mean? Explore, 
make sure that, you know, when you are trying to reach those goals, that they're attainable. Don't set too of high, uh, high expectations of yourself because that's when you'll fail. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, make sure your goals are attainable. Um, be, be adventurous. That's my advice. Be adventurous. Um, yeah. Yeah, Paul, you want to add to One last to thing. You need to have someone in your foxhole. You need to have someone that calls you out. Like, regardless what it is, you have to be okay with that. Someone you need, like, with starting anything, you need someone to be able to call you out and be like, hey, but you said this and you said you were going to do this. Right? You need that one. Like, so me and Akeem were in each other's foxhole. Like, regardless. At the end of the day, We've had some heated times. I've sent some. I sent some texts, mad texts that I definitely I, I took him back. I apologize for, but still, he's my bro. I'm in his foxhole. I want to see him do good at whatever he's doing. If it's family, if it's life, his kids or whatever, I'm in his foxhole for all that forever. And he's in he's in mine. He's in mine. And and you need someone that's that that's in your foxhole that that would be like, hey, you said you're gonna do this. Get it done. That's amazing advice. Thanks for throwing in that last uh, little tidbit. Um, you know, we're definitely going to make some teasers out of those uh, entrepreneurial slash life lessons before the episode. But uh, so for anyone who wants to find you, anyone who wants to hire King and Queen, Queen and King's moving company, uh, I know there might be a waiting period, but that's still an option. Um, do you want to drop like the website, a handle quickly before we sign out here? Uh, Tell people, though, even if you have someone moving in the future, you know, keep this name in mind. How can people find you, Paul? Uh, yeah, so we're on Facebook. Um, website is www.queensandkingsmoving.ca. Uh, we're on Twitter, Google. Uh, we have our number as well. So just look us up. Uh, we're on Google. It's probably the easiest or call. And uh, we'll get you booked. Perfect. But Queens just a quick He said yep. we'll get you booked. Make sure that you are doing your research and booking in advance. Don't call us tomorrow telling us that you got to move on Sunday. That's not yeah. how that works. <laughs> Sometimes it's how it works. Sometimes, but not always. These guys' Rarely. biggest obstacle right now is fitting you in. Like so, I said, like that's a that's a good problem to have for a moving company. They they come highly recommended every time. Um, thank you to all of our listeners, to everyone who tuned in, both on our audio streaming channels and the YouTube channel, which we are trying to now grow after being just like audio for so long. Um, if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button, like, comment, share it on your page, share it with a friend. Uh, that really helps just get those views out a little bit more. And this is Clinton Davis, Hillary. I don't know if you want to sign yourself out. Cropberry, Crop thank Berry. you guys so much for coming on. Thank you for meeting me in person. Thank you for doing the CBC thing. Uh, if the CBC uh, segment hasn't aired by the time this drops, then it would be airing the very next day. So tune in or go find it on our page. Thank you for doing the double interview and telling us the the long version of that story. I knew it was worthwhile hearing. And I hope that, you know, from this story comes, you know, so much better. And I know that it's not great to have this like thing follow you, but obviously the success is so worthwhile and you guys are just doing a kick-ass job. Good for you. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, All right. Thank you. Peace. Thank you. Peace. Enjoy the